You are now listening to the She Said What podcast. I am your host, Diana, and welcome back. I'm coming to you on a different day, releasing this episode on a different day. Um, if you've been living like how I've been living, it's been a, a week to say the least. But if you're black in America, this is just like another week where you're watching another black man get murdered. So um, I wanted to release an episode this week. I just had to take my time to release an episode this week just to get my thoughts together, figure out what I was going to say, um, you know, just to really get my thoughts together and and allow myself to make sure that I was in the right mind frame to record this episode. So shout out to creators who really never take a break. Like, I don't know how y'all do this. I work a full-time job and do this on the side. So people who are content creators, who are radio hosts, uh, DJs, things like that, uh, sports analysts, people who have to like go out and talk about this every single day. And it's a part of your like day to day. I commend y'all because it took everything in me to like come in here and get myself together to say, all right, Ayana, you got to record this podcast. Like, you know, you got shit to say. So what you going to say? Um, so I commend y'all for that because it's not easy, y'all. So the first thing I want to get into today is, so I'm starting off the episode today by, um, including a section of the show that I'm going to try to include moving forward. Um, it's going to be just black history facts about my people. I think it's really important to understand that black people really built the framework and the foundation of America. And, you know, it took some time for us to be recognized and there are things that are in the record books that, you know, I'm 27 and I'm just now finding out about different things that we were responsible for, that we helped, you know, revolutionize a lot of things in America. So I want to add a segment of my show where each episode I'm going to be bringing uh, little known black history facts to you guys so that way you guys know exactly what's going on. And just so that way you can uh, maybe learn some history just like I did. So, so the first um, person I want to speak about this week that I'm dedicating the Black History Fact to is going to be by a uh, name of a judge called Judge Matthew Perry Jr. This information is coming from a website by the name of BlackAmericaWeb.com. Now, if you know any um, Black websites that have Black History Facts, that I can support, please send them to me. Um, you can DM them to me on Instagram, Facebook. Um, my email is she said what podcast 93 at gmail.com. Again, she said what podcast 93 at gmail.com. If you know any um, black um, sites that have black history facts, please, please, please send them to me. Um, I would love to use those sites instead. This site is something that I found online really quickly. Um, so if I can have a dedicated site, I will. So again, the person I want to talk about today is goes by the name of Judge Matthew Perry Jr. Um, Matthew James Perry Jr. first made history by becoming the first federally appointed judge from the Deep South in 1976. Three years later, he was appointed South Carolina's first African-American federal judge. Perry was born August 3rd, 1921, although some records and accounts show August 4th as his birthday. Perry was raised in uh, Columbia, South Carolina and attended what is now known, known as South Carolina State University. After serving in the Army during World War II, 
Perry completed his studies at the college and earned his undergraduate and law degree in 1948 and 1951, respectively. Perry then opened a practice in his town of Spartanburg, South Carolina, taking on the first of many civil rights cases in 1956. Perry represented Sarah May Fleming in the case of Fleming versus South Carolina Electric and Gas Company, a lawsuit brought by Perry after Ms. Fleming was struck by a bus driver for not moving to the back of the bus in South Carolina. In 1961, Perry was named the state counsel for the South Carolina Conference of the NAACP. In his time there, Perry was a part of the legal team that oversaw the integration of Clemson University in 1963 after student Harvey Gantt was denied entry into that school. In 1976, Perry was named to serve on the bench for the U.S. Military Court of Appeals, and in 1979, he was named a federal district judge for United States District Court of South Carolina. Now again, 19, I looked it up, 1976 or 1979 was about 44 years ago. So about 40 years ago, we just got our first African-American federal judge. 44 years ago, that just happened. So again, um, I wanted to shout out uh, Judge Matthew Perry Jr. Um, on this site, it says that he passed away in July 2011, so rest in peace to you, sir. Um, appreciate all the work that you contributed to um, history and black history for sure. And I'm so happy I was able to find out this fact because this is something I never knew about. So again, every um, show I will be bringing new black history facts that I'm going to incorporate into the segment. Um, is there If there's a black history fact that you think would be uh, interesting again, please send it over to me. Um, she said what podcast on Instagram. She said what podcast on Facebook. Um, and again, my email address is she said what podcast 93 at gmail.com. I would love to be able to read it a lot on the show. Um, because I think it's important, like our history is important. They, they're already trying to get rid of us. So I think it's important that we raise light of what we actually contribute to this goddamn country. All right. So the next thing I want to talk about is an another, and I say another because, you know, it's unfortunate because this may not be the last black man that was gunned down by a, uh, bad white police officer. Uh, Jacob Blake, my thoughts and prayers are with you, your family, your sons. I know they said that it's going to take a miracle for you to be able to walk again, but you know, I'm hoping that God pulls through that miracle, like for real, because sir, you did not deserve to get shot seven times in your back. That was just something that was uncalled for and unjust. So again, prayers out to you, Jacob Blake, and your family, your sons. I hope that uh, there's somebody that was able to reach out to get um, therapy for uh, everyone that's involved um, because I think that's important. I read somewhere um, recently that they had this man handcuffed to the bed. And he's paralyzed. Now, mind you, I'm still you know, waiting for the part of the story where they say, like, what he exactly did wrong for this man to, one, not only be targeted and hunted by this cop, but then get shot in the back seven times, to then be paralyzed from the waist down, to then still be handcuffed to a goddamn bed because y'all afraid he gonna go somewhere. Where the fuck is this man going? So again, yeah, you see why I said that I, I had to take some time to do this episode with this podcast because 
it's sickening. Like it's 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 really on something to where they don't treat black people as human beings. We are really not treated as human beings. And if you are listening to this episode, which I hope you are, the title of this episode is insert name. So blank insert name, whatever name you want to put in there, does not care about black people. And I say that because we can talk about so many different things, bad cops, white people, anything, insert whatever name you need to, does not care about black people. And that's a fact. And it's sad that we live in a society where 400 years plus, and we're still going through what we consider modern day slavery and systematic racism. What the fuck did we do to you? Y'all came and got us to do work for y'all because y'all ain't want to do no manual labor. So I'm just confused how you can hate somebody who literally built the fucking country for you because you didn't want to do so. But again, I'm just saying, you know, it's, it's, it's really hard to go through. And something that I want to go ahead and stress now um, is to make sure that you seek therapy. I think that is something that is so important that we don't push I think more now with the recent uh generation and everything and what everything we've been going through we now definitely advocate for therapy I know when I was coming up and being raised in my household therapy wasn't something that you uh willingly said that you went to you never willingly openly said that oh yeah you were going to therapy or oh yeah I'm in therapy and 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 things like that it wasn't something that you were proud of of doing but the way that we are and the trauma that we're facing and the things that are going on in the world, y'all, we need somebody that's going to be able to, to to listen to us and not have any un- judgment or bias. And that doesn't necessarily always happen with family and friends and, and, and co-workers. And so you you need therapy. We all need therapy. And it took me a long time, I'll say personally, it took me a very, very, very long time to feel comfortable with expressing myself to other people that don't know me like you don't know me like what what I look like you know opening myself up and, and, and explaining this to me but what I will say is that you know I have insurance thank God through my job um and you know it's the cases and in the, the generic cases of where you get like six free um therapy sessions free if you need to talk to someone about a certain topic or things like that and I really just went into it with that approach and luckily I was able to find somebody the first time around that was like super cool And I, like I told her, it's not something that I think that I will be able to do regularly, but it's something that I know that if I needed her, that I'll be able to go back to and she can speak to me. So again, um, I'm going to keep stressing it. Please, if you need to, if you feel, you know, depressed or anxiety or anything like that, um, don't wait to get to that level to feel like you need to speak to someone. Please go ahead and seek help before you get to that level. Um, because listen, y'all, it's, it's hard as hell out here as hell. Like it's some days I wake up and I'm like, am I really living in this world? Like, is this really 2020? Like, is this really what we're going through right now? So please, if you need the help, please go seek out and, and make sure you find that help. So I don't know about y'all, but I'm so ready for this year to be over. Um, and the thing about it is, we ain't even get to like the biggest part of the year yet. Like with everything going on, the pandemic and and of course the continued systematic racism because it, it wasn't 2020 when it just started. Like it's been going on. And just the, the outcry with that and 
this orange man that we got in office as a president, just everything that's going on, you know, it's crazy to think like, yeah, yeah, you know, it's about to be September, you know, we're about to get through 2020, and to be honest with you, y'all, we ain't even through the worst part of it all. We got the election coming up. We got the end of this year coming up. Um, fourth quarter for businesses. This is going to be really interesting to see. I seen recently somewhere where the famous department store, Lauren and Taylor, is going out of business ahead of the fourth quarter. So it's just interesting to know that we've been through the first eight months of 2020 and it ain't over yet, one. And two, there's still so many things that are open for change with like history and stuff like that with 2020 coming to an end so i was what i will say is this please vote and i would and i say that because not to say that you should vote for a certain party or a certain person or in, or in anything like that i'm saying to you vote because if we don't vote this is what it's going to be like for another four years can you see yourself living in this type of world in another four years? Now, I'm not here to say that if you vote differently, that it's going to be different than what we're going through now. It may be less. It may still be shit going on. Don't get me wrong, because ain't nothing going to be changing overnight to where things are going to be happy-go-lucky, especially for the black community. They, they been ain't giving us shit, so they ain't going to overnight give us nothing, and that's a fact. But I'm here to say that... If we don't vote, that means that we're sitting it out, that we're willing, willing to go through this for another four years. I'm not willing to go through this for another four years. So if you're in that spot where you're just like, you know, I'm tired of this and I and I need to see change, we need to go ahead and do that. And to be a person who I'm not into politics at all, y'all, I'm not here to spit politics to y'all. I don't even know the first thing there is to know about Anything with politics. I know they lie. That's like the one thing I know they do is lie. So I'm here to say is that, you know, you have to think of a, in a mind frame of your vote equals some type of change. You have to organize and, and, and use that vote to your strength and to your power. That's how these other people did that. And that's why we're in this predicament at the end, even though they cheated. So I just say that to say like, yo... I don't know much about voting. I don't know much about politics, but I do know that in this time that we are right now, ask yourself that question. Do you see yourself going through this for another four years? And if you can see yourself going through this for another four years, please let me know what type of weed you've been smoking because woo, you in a twilight zone. So I just want to take this last few minutes to still recognize the uh, injustices that still have not been followed up with. Um, Breonna Taylor's killers are still out here, still not arrested, still, you know, running free, watching other bad cops shoot other black people. That's what's going on in our world. And I, and I hate it to where the way social media is set up is that we only focus on one story at a time. So, you know, this new... Um, unfortunate event that happened with Jacob Blake is now, you know, another story that's added to a list of names that, you know, in a few months, unfortunately, we're gonna forget about because another incident happened somewhere else and we have to focus our attention on that. We have to focus our attention on all of it, y'all. Like, all of it. 
Like, we ain't giving up on nobody. We ain't letting nobody slip through the cracks. Everybody got to get what they deserve and what's right. So I want to keep um, focusing on that and making sure that that gets, you know, attention. Also, you know, George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery. Like, even though, yes, those people are uh, locked up, they have not been sentenced. So we still got to go to trial. We still got to go through this jury selection with these people for these trials. We still have to go through all of that. Please don't think because these people were arrested that it's over. They still have to be convicted and then sentenced. So I just want us to remember that too when we think about all these injustices and stuff that are going on. And I'm going to leave this off with the um, the sports What's going on with sports? Anybody who knows me, I'm a, I'm a huge sports fan. And the reason why I'm a sports fan is because I like guys and guys like sports. So in order for me to be able to talk to guys, I have to know about sports. And that's really my reason why like, I really got into um, football and basketball and just being able to watch sports. I could keep up with people. I don't know everything, but I know most things. I can keep up with it. I commend the basketball organization, the NBA, and the players for walking out um, the other day and striking and boycotting against uh, what's going on. That showed big balls. Um, I understand that child checks and endorsements and stuff like that are being affected by the white man. So, you know, you, you can't go out on strike too long. You know, I get it. But we need more of that. You know, I sometimes sit in, in my apartment and say to myself, like, damn, I know that I could be doing more, but what can I be doing? So, you know, it was a big step for y'all to do, and I commend y'all for that. Um, you know, but we have to stay on these people's necks, like they've been staying on our necks for 8 minutes and 46 seconds. We have to stay on their necks in regards to what's going on. Let's not lose the traction that we've been getting because guess what y'all this has been the same traction we've been trying to get since fucking before martin luther king were in them were involved this is like 400 years removed so it's something that we have to continue to stay up with and it's something that we have to continue to fight for um i'm trying to figure out what i can do to contribute just like i feel like the nba players and stuff like that are fig trying to figure out ways to contribute i get it it's emotional and I feel like, you know, it's it's hard to figure it out. I know that it's been on multiple occasions. I've had conversations with people and, and, and explained my frustration. And I was hit with the, well, what do you suggest? Or what's your plan? Or what is the plan? Or what should we do? And this, that, and the third. And I had to go back and say, like, well, y'all won. I'm 27. And I'm just finding out about my own history at 27. So it, it's one being knowledgeable and, and figuring out what you want to do as far as like knowing your history. I think that is very, very important. And then two, I'm trying to figure it out just like everybody else. I'm trying to figure out, you know, what is my strength that I have that I feel like I can use to be able to be a voice in some type of way. Everybody not going to be a protester. Everybody not going to go out and, 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 and boycott. Everybody's not going to do that. But if you can use your strength for what you have and use that to help us advance forward, that's what you're supposed to do. And I feel like in a, in a way, my strength is definitely using my podcast and my voice that I know that I have to be able to get these opinions out of not only people like me, but people who look like me, my age, that's been through similar experience like me can tell y'all like this shit not easy 
So I say that to end the podcast on that. Use your strength to be able to move and push the needle forward somehow, some way. I will say that. Again, thank you, thank you, thank you for always supporting me and my podcast. It's so apparent that I continue to release episodes and be able to uh, use my voice and my platform to be able to speak to y'all. Y'all can speak to me. It's super, super dope. Um, Again, follow, like, subscribe. Always give me feedback. I'm always open to feedback. I love it. If you want to follow me on Instagram, Twitter. um, Oh, Instagram. I am on Twitter, too. Instagram and Facebook is the She Said What Podcast. I think Twitter is the She Said What Pod underscore or underscore she said what pod um and again i am on apple i'm also on spotify um please like share and subscribe tell your people about this i'm gonna be a household name y'all please hold me to that and um stay safe and that's in everything uh this pandemic corona is not over there's still no vaccine y'all so please stay safe um Hug your family a little bit closer today. Kiss your mom, your parents, anybody you love. Tell them you love them. And that's for a fact. And I can't wait to talk to y'all for the next episode. All right, y'all. Peace.